Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Night After Night, the podcast about eight seasons in a row. With a quick breaking news update, we're going to go to Lisa with the report. Yes, unfortunately, we have just learned the news that Laverne Shirley has been dropped from Logo. Uh, That means that currently the only way you can access the show in any sort of broadcast format is through uh, the Pluto TV app and through the live streaming channel. However, there's also going to be a new network coming from MeTV, uh, which is called MeTV Plus, which will be broadcasting Laverne Shirley on the weekends. Unfortunately, so far, that network is only available in Phoenix and Chicago and in those markets, which we can reach that version of MeTV from. Indeed. Well, so I guess I guess we're going to have to say Lego my logo in this in this situation. Unfortunate. Unfortunate thing. Yes. I this this is this is why you asked me to be on the show yes. and make the jokes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So so this but this still means that there's still no currently any on there's no on demand streaming and when it and even when it comes to the the Pluto channel, it's specifically the Happy Days channel which plays Happy Days Mork and Mindy and Liver and Shirley yeah. kind of in different patches, right? Yep, and erratically. There is no set schedule. It seems to like Right. And it's the same set of roughly twenty episodes. Right. And they've did they did a little bit of rotating, I think, a few months ago. Uh, but it, it seems as if they've they pretty much have locked in like there's a there's a batch from season three and four, a little bit from one and two that they they seem yeah. to rotate in. Yeah. I have never seen a season five episode, never seen anything from the California years. Some fans will cheer that, but season five getting no play is ridiculous. In my opinion. Yeah, it's a little it's it it does it does seem a bit uh seem a bit spooky. But uh, in any case, the other thing also to mention, uh, we had talked about this when the episode started playing on Pluto. We weren't sure as to the source. I still cannot 100% confirm, but I did notice when they played Supermarket Sweep about a week ago, it definitely looked like a 1080p, which is to say a full HD version of the file. Mm -hmm. So that is something to be aware of, that there is a possibility that they may be incrementally starting to do high definition transfers or high definition exports of these episodes, which may be the reason why it's still currently still pretty sporadic. There were strong rumors that the show was going to receive a Blu-ray release. And I don't know if that ever happened. It was supposed to be season one was supposed to be released on Blu-ray last year. I don't think I've ever seen it available in that format though. So. Yeah, I don't believe so. I've uh, I've done searches for it, and uh, as of as of this recording, currently in uh, May of 2021, we still have not yet seen any, you know, yeah. any sign of it so far. But you know, it's it's still you know there's time. There's still time. The world has not ended yet, <laughs> despite 2020 definitely trying to get there. Yeah. We have not fallen off the edge of the earth yet. Nothing horrific has happened yet. Too horrific. Plenty of horrific things have happened, but like. No meteors have hit the Earth at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have Gorath, you know, on a collision course with us or anything. Yeah. We're not, we're not there yet. Yeah, not yet, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so does that does that cover the news for today? It does indeed. All right, and so with that, ladies and germs, we will let, allow you to get back to our regularly scheduled episode of Night After Night. Welcome to Night a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes, and... I'm Christian Wardner. Hello. 
and we're here with a review of The Horse Show, which is an episode from Season 3 of Laverne and Shirley. It was directed by Alan Rafkin and written by Judy Pioli. I bet you get some facts about at least one of them, don't you, Chris? Uh, yeah, so in Alan Raffin's case, I mean, I'm I'm really just running out of things to talk about with this guy, and it's 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 bad because I think we're only a, we're about right, a little over halfway through the season. Um, I mean, he did some episodes of My Favorite Martian in 1963 through 64. I mean, that's cool, right? Uh, he worked on the Danny Thomas show, but the, anyway, you know, jokes aside, the guy has a fantastic track record working on Andy Griffith, working on, um, Tim Conway, uh, six episodes of get smart, which I liked as a kid personally. Um, you know, a good handful of, uh, actually almost a dozen love America style and things of that nature. So, I mean, this guy had a ton of experience before he made the leap to one, uh, one day at a time in the late seventies. So, you know, he was, uh, he was an active, he was a busy dude. He was an active dude and he never stopped directing to the day he died. So, you know, yeah. kudos to you, Mr. Rafkin. Um, although I'm very curious what his tell all book is all about. Uh, <laughs> and as for uh, Judy Pioli, um, hi, Terry Botafuco. Um, it's good to see you there. Yay. Um, so this is the second of 14 episodes that she has writing credit on for Laverne and Shirley. She went to work on the TV series Valerie in the 1980s, as we may have mentioned before. But also of note, she directed a ton, including 40 episodes of Perfect Strangers in the 1990s, which included other such Laverne and Shirley alums as Howard Storm and Paula A. Roth. Yep, 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 yep. She did a lot of wonderful directing. She directed a very iconic episode of Golden Girls, which is Henny Penny Straight No Chaser. And she's had a long 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 list of good credits and she's right on she kind of sharpened her teeth on the run show this is one of uh, one of a lot of really good episodes that she did uh she wrote lenny's crush and we'll get there in season four mm-hmm. okay and here's what this episode's about shelly brings on buttercup mr pioli's workhorse because the man is threatening to have the animal destroyed Naturally, the girls can't keep Buttercup in their tiny apartment, but Shirley, who's hyper-attached to Buttercup, thanks to fond childhood memories she harbors of him, hopes to find the horse a nice place to retire. They get Edna, the boys, and eventually Frank on board, but an appearance by the health inspector threatens both Edna's building and Buttercup's life. Will Carmine come through with a job for the horse, or is it bye-bye Buttercup? What do you think of this episode? He's such a good boy. Good boy. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... it's I... <laughs> My note goes. My notes go. Okay, start of episode. Tour of the house. Horse hours. Horse 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 horse. I I, I'm not. You know, there are some people who are super into horses. I'm not an equestrian type person by nature, but I do like animals. I do like horses. I think they're very beautiful and majestic animals. I adored it. Um, for that nature. I also love that this is one of those episodes where every time everyone's like, nope, the horse has got to go. And as soon as they meet the horse, they find they have to find a way to keep the horse from going to the glue factory. Yes. And it's 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 fantastic. Um, and I love the setup with um, uh, with Shirley, you know, and, and Laverne coming in wearing the green sweater, which I'm happy to see return. And Shirley's flattery and the favorite dish, the chicken ala key and... Uh, Oh God, and and it just it's there's there's some delightful bits through the whole episode. It's yeah. it's a it feels strangely like a very small one, despite the fact that there is a lot of dialogue and a lot that goes on in it, though. The very sweet natured episode is very kiddish in a good way. Uh, there is a real sense of them 
kind of being cartoonish, but not cartoonish in a way that's offensive or garish. It's just a really sweet episode about how much Shirley loves this horse and would do anything to save this horse's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the first episodes that really focuses on Shirley's love of animals. We obviously got one in season one. Mm-hmm. One flew over Milwaukee, where she we met her canaries. Um, it's going to resurface again in season four, and it's going to be a factor in season six as well. Mm. Uh, but this is at least in part because Cindy Williams herself really loves animals. So, hmm. yeah. This is part of the reason why we have animals plus big animals plus small actors equals fun. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, exactly. I mean, the moment when they come into the bedroom on on Buttercup's back is is just is beautiful. I love it. Yes. Yes, I love that. so cute. Um, I was just going to mention the, you know, the... <laughs> You get crazy with the animals and it's like you'll be painting his name on the mailbox in no time. And I so vividly could picture that when that ha- that moment yes. came up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shirley loves animals that much. You can absolutely picture her just making this horse a permanent part of her life mm-hmm. because she would do it. She loves Buttercup. She remembers Buttercup from when she was a little girl. Buttercup to her is still the same pony. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... The way she gets everybody else in the cast to fall in love with this horse is adorable. This is completely adorable. Uh, of course, it starts with Laverne. And Laverne's kind of, eh, get rid of the horse, get rid of the horse. Even as we get deeper into the episode, even though she likes Buttercup, she just can't wait for the horse to leave in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Shirley tries to blame Buttercup's noises at first on Lenny's uncanny ability to do barnyard impressions of horses and other animals. Yeah. Good one, Len. I love her figures out that him pretty quickly, which is amusing in of itself. Yep. And I, I love that by calling up the dumbwaiter ends up summoning the boys. So yeah. once the tantrum that she throws gets going, you know, is done and they have the, yeah. the breath holding contest. Yeah. And the boys come in and they, they yeah. join in. Yeah. And then Penny takes one look over at them and almost loses it. Yes. You can see her almost crack up in the take that they kept. Oh, it's wonderful. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. That's a wonderful little moment. We won. Oh, <laughs> and then the God. boys originally came down because they wanted to know how to get pudding off of the ceiling. It's a, you know, that's a good question, though. Yeah. That's, that can happen. You never know. You might be mixing some pudding with your electric beaters and, you know, suddenly spark, you know yeah. something happens. You might have just pitched them up there for the heck of it, you know. It's not that horrifying when we think about it. Considering the other substances they could pitch at the ceiling, if you really think about it, just be glad it's pudding. <laughs> you know, it's a good point. It could be, I don't know, moldy socks, yeah, moldy cool. food on a plate to see if it sticks. Other Moldy co- cockroach-riddled food. Other things. Well, that comes up later. We'll get there in season four. Anyway. anyway um, yes. But yeah. But yeah, no, totally. And I love the, did, did the when they first hear the horses, did you hear that? Say no. No. Yeah. Oh, God. This time I heard it. <laughs> I love the way the boys bond with Buttercup. It is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And of course, first it's Lenny. I'm a teamster and I don't eat people. <laughs> and he just gently kind of puts his hand underneath the horse's mouth and slowly starts to become bewitched by the horse. 
It's very sweet. And Squiggy won't, of course, touch the horse because he's afraid of wild animals. Right. He won't say what he's afraid of. Lenny's horrified at the idea of him saying what he's afraid of. But he's afraid of all kinds of things. We already know that from uh, Drive She Side. Mm-hmm. And we know he's afraid of linoleum. And linoleum is going to be his base fear throughout the series right up through season five. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, when it comes to wild animals and horses, I mean, I know I have... Uh... I have friends, I have a couple of friends, they, they, they've they been best friends since they were, you know, yay high, I'm putting my hand at about a four-year-old's height, and they, they have a sad story that I think they were in their early teens, they tried to ride horses, and this horse, there was just a, oh, it was a bastard of a horse, and it, um, it kicked off one of the fr- the one friend and kind of tried to attack him, and actually tried to kill him, I think, Ouch. and so the other, so the other friend, Base was like, okay, horses can piss off forever. So, yeah, that's that's always been that's been a, that's been the thing. So I mean, I know what happened. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, not everybody's good with wild animals. Not everyone's good with horses. Uh, they have bad experiences. And Squiggy seems like the kind of person he probably had. I don't know. He had like a badger or a possum in his bedroom when he was a child, and it terif- you know it attacked him, and so. Wild animals. Oh, it just, it's, it's, you know, it's like, but it's just a horse, Lenny. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's got the squirrely beady eyes. It's like a, it's like a possum incident all over again. I'm just head cannoning at this point. It's kind of like Chili's experience at the circus with a camel dirtied on her foot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I love that Chili just asked them both, do you want to help old Buttercup? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yep, well, yep. That whole scene is great. And then th- this is my bedroom and the boys and then he bites his palm. Yes. <laughs> Very slowly. It's a slow motion yep. palm by the <laughs> idea. I love even how they run out of the room. They want to feed they want to help Buttercup. It's, I think we got some churros up at the house. They're fortified. <laughs> and they want to ride them up to the second floor. Yeah, so cute. That's adorable. That's absolutely adorable. Oh, I love it. Uh, and so okay so then yes. the uh all the facial expressions about the discussion that laverne doesn't understand what they do with old horses yeah glue? it's like where does where does glue? where does the glue yeah. you know it's like, where does where does where does the glue come from and it's like the five and dime yeah uh it's, it's like where do they get it they make it at the, fa- the factory how do they make it i it's, they make it from the glue stuff glue stuff it comes from what horses his mother was probably part of this morning's mail. Oh, God. My mother loved the manipulation of that. Yeah. I love him. Oh, that was great. And then the health inspector shows up. Yes, the guy who looks like a he came out of a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Yes, yes, yes. He's very loose and squirrel. He kind of likes a fire under the plot because they, now they can't just leisurely wait it out trying to find the right place for Buttercup. They have to get him out of the apartment building ASAP. Or Edna's going to get fined out the wazoo. Yep, and yep, yep. It's the end of everything. Yeah, it's a bummer the health inspector, you know, he actually had a long-time TV career that started from the mid-1950s. And um, most people, his, 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 the actor's name was Robert Casper. Um, oh. No relation, I think, to the friendly ghost, as far as I know. <laughs> and he, uh, many may recognize him as Mr. Gerard in Room 222. He was a regular on oh. that. And he was also another Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman regular. But he, um, you know, he, it's just a case of, you know, the guy worked a ton and had worked a ton by this point. So it's kind of, 
it it always feels a little unfortunate when they don't give a, a, an actor. They're unable, I think, to give an actor you know more lines. But at the same time, it it lessens the the relief at the end if you continue having this guy as a continuous threat. You know. Yeah, exactly. I love how the audience d- digs on. Uh, they really liked Shirley going. You can't go without a search warrant. I love that. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, stick to the man, stick to the man. Yeah, she's yeah. got a plan to stick it to the man. Shirley Feeney is the defiant one. That's coming in season Okay. Uh, uh, then, of course, we get to see what bedtime looks like at the apartment with the horse there. Yep. And the vitamin pill gag, which is iconic. Mm-hmm. Where Laverne accidentally swallows the pill, shoots it all over the room, never quite gets it in Buttercup's mouth. Yep. But that's a beautiful bit of physical comedy. Yep, that's a good bit. It's a good bit. Timing's good. And then shooting down Fabian's picture off the wall. Yes. And then Shirley calls her selfish for accidentally swallowing Phil. Yep. God, you uh, know, them, they're trying to take shots at the mouth like that. It reminds me when I try to kill spiders with an airsoft gun, which doesn't go very well. I've only successfully done it once. You know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen that infomercial? Where you load a gun with table salt and allegedly you can use it to shoot flies. This I, is an actual thing. Uh, I mean, I've heard of rock salt, but what the hell? Oh, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, that infomercial for the yes. product that you use the salt in like an air, an air pressure thing. So the PSI yes, is just enough yes, to kill yes. the fly, but it's not yes, going to damage allegedly. anything. The bug assault is what it's called. Ah, uh, bug assault. Yep. Yep, that's Wait. what it's called. And the infomercials for it are kind of hilarious, but uh, yeah. Um, back yeah. on track. Was it just me, or did Carmine look like he just came back from his Rumblefish audition? Yes, he does. He does. He does. It sounds like it kind of almost looks like he's ready to start uh, pirouetting the West Side Story. But that doesn't happen until season five. We go on future call for this episode for some reason but yeah hmm. his bandana his whole look was very 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 uh west side story and all that jazz really honestly mm-hmm. uh i was gonna say i love the boys doing full cowboy outfits that... just to come in and tell the girls that they found the spot that's about the buttercup in the room you know? i i love it so know. much that's the the howdy duties Howdy uh, <laughs> Howdy yeah, I'm, I'm more into Lenny's outfit, but God, those, they're both really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks good in that. So I... And Lenny's voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I love that he just, you know, there's two of them just go for the gusto, both costume-wise and in trying to help the girls. They're trying. They're trying. Try to be helpful. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we see the Shirley Feeney shimmy. This becomes a Shirley thing in a way that she tries to seduce Carmine. Mm. Feely throughout the show. And it ends with her puff, puff, puffing on his lips and kissing him every single time. Yeah. Um, if I, okay. If, if, if we have to cut it, we'll cut it. But I have to say, for that kiss to work as well as it does, she has to have given him a blowjob by this point. <laughs> That's why her diary is in code now. Because she's done that. <laughs> she's done that. 
Jin A3, she be seven. No, but it's it's a it's it is a it, I will say the shimmy yes. is a powerful shimmy. Yes. She knows that she's hot. And she knows how to apply it, especially to Carmine. Mm-hmm. And immediately agrees to do it. He immediately agrees to start looking all over the place on the right farm before Buttercup. Yep. So he know so he either knows what that will entail or it's just a magical kiss. That's gotta be a pretty special one. Yeah. Like I said, she had to be eight instead of YG. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I love. This is where we find out that Frank started out his career life as a mailman. He was not always a restaurateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way Shirley compares his experience as a hardworking guy trying to make his way in the world to Buttercup's life of servitude to Mr. Pioli is really nice mm-hmm. in its own way. Yeah, the build-up to that is great. And it's like, yeah, I remember Buttercup watching him carry those heavy loads up and down those hills. You're going to retire soon, aren't you, Pop? And there's that pause and... <laughs> Nobody touches Buttercup! And Nobody touches Buttercup! Nobody touches Buttercup! That was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, and just hang around down by the pizza bowl for a while. Yeah. 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 It's good. I'm trying to imagine how that works. But if they have the closed-off back alley, you know, for loading or what have you, I mean, that, that could work. You know, yeah. it's me- messy, well, but it could work. Well, if Mr. Pioli could have the horse going up and down hills all over Milwaukee, then he could probably keep the horse somewhere in the area and stable and kept rallying. Yeah. So yeah. there's got to be pla- someplace nearby where you can stow a horse. Certainly. So it's very, very tenuous, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit of a, a possibility. Which then, I guess, gets us right onto the farm set and uh, yes. that nice little B-roll in the countryside. And, yes. and, uh, and Laverne's amazing line. Lots of fresh yes. air, lots of grass, lots of cowboys. I wish I was staying here. <laughs> I love that the sweetness and innocence of the girls saying goodbye to Buttercup is completely contrasted with the mental image of the boys trying to milk a pig with a milking machine. I uh, mm, yeah, I didn't think of it in those sort of terms. I was making, I was so focused on just trying to keep track of, keep up with my note taking. But wow, wow, yeah, yeah that, mm, mm, yeah, mm, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Laverne directly says I'm trying to milk a pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, 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 they're going to be busy all afternoon playing with that milking machine. That's my note yeah. here. It's like, oh yeah, which oh, is boy. which is also filthy in its own way if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, well, sashay um, down smut alley today. Yeah, <laughs> but I but 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 back on onto the sweetness though. I love yes. Shirley's little time to say goodbye to Buttercup. It's a really special moment, and I just like it. You know, we were both. I've known you since we were both little. You just got older faster than I did, and oh, uh, right. it was really cute. You know, and I, I and what is it it's like when she doesn't have a date? It's like not that I can't get a date. I can get a date anytime I want. It's like yes, yeah, of course, it's sure, Jan. You know, um, is this, is he named George Glass too? <laughs> See, I know my 60 oh, sitcoms too. Oh, that surely is so precious. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's good. gosh. And, and the then tag... you to the. Oh, yeah, sorry. Right. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go, 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 I'm just going to say, tag scene is good. Tag scene is tag good. Scene I is. love the superstitious Shirley with the horseshoe. Don't put it up that way. It's I like it. I love that the boys try to flop on them in the hay. And then yeah. they get. Talked out of it by false talking horses that the girls are voicing. Mm-hmm. Oh God, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny's jump when he when he yeah. think they. 
yes, his leaf. Yes, yes, yes. How did Michael do that with his body and not die? God, <laughs> That's yeah. my question. His limbs just flailing out the way he just manages to somehow stay on his feet. It's just oh, it's impressive. I love it. I love so it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Talking horse, and it speaks two languages. Yeah, he speaks two languages. Look at my house. Man. You no, think that's fair it's so to the good. girls? So good. And I love the way Lenny looks at that horse after having cleaned up all of its manure. <laughs> this is the way he points at it. His hanky covered hand. His bandana covered hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think we are at grading time. Unless yeah. Notes. So, what are you thinking? Um, what, yeah, what you feeling? What you feeling for this one? This one is around a six for me. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's some really sweet character moments. Uh, it's, it feels a little episodic to me for some reason. A little cartoonish. Um, actually, I'm gonna probably up it to a seven. It's about a seven. Uh, it's sweet and it's cute, and the character bits are very nice. And if you're soft for Shirley Feeney at all, you'll be soft for this episode. I, yeah, exactly. Certainly. Yeah, my mom really liked it. And um, I say she liked it. She wasn't like, you know, she she got the last one she needed to. She felt it was sweet. And and for me, myself, like, I yeah, I'd give it about like a 6.5 to us. I was thinking 6.5, but I think I might take it up to a seven as well. I mean, yeah. 6.5, I think just because as you're saying, it's a bit episodic. It just feels a little short for me. It's yeah. and I don't know where the time goes. But the time yeah. feels, the timing of it feels a little odd. Like, it feels like it's shorter, less happens than it should for an episode about this yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like it needs something to kind of sew it together, and it doesn't quite happen. Uh, but it works. It works in its cuteness. It works in its character development. It's cute, and it's fine. It's, it's a nice mid-level episode. Indeed. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much again for everyone for joining us for this episode of Night After Night. And if you would like to know more, please join us at Night After Night PC on Twitter, or you can find us at Night After Night Pod on on Facebook, on the Tumblr, on the Patreon, and on the YouTubes, where most of our episodes are up. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I think that's the main kind of the main outro of like how you keep in touch. It'd be great to hear from you all. And um, so. Things have been kind of going a little faster these episodes lately, but um, I think we need to kind of mellow out a little bit. What's what's our what's our next episode here? In a very nicely written episode, Edna's developmentally delayed daughter Amy falls in love with Lenny, and the two of them face scrutiny from everybody around them. This is the slow child. Cool. Well, well hopefully you'll be joining us for that episode. It will contain some. Uh, the episode itself in question does contain some rather dated and not very uh, sensitive, I should say, perhaps, yeah. you know, descriptions and discuss. It's a it's a heavier topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sensitive for the 70s. The 70s, is, they put it sensitively. Exactly. Uh, for the, ten, the 20s, no. <laughs> 20s is very outdated. Yeah, yeah. For the 2020s, it's, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> Progress has yeah. been made. Anyway, so we hope you'll be joining yes. us for it. And uh, thank you again so much for listening. Bye, y'all.